Mike, can you start with uh, where Malik Hooker is as far as the process of you being able to sign him and get him out here on the field and do some things? Uh, actually, Malik's working out right now. So what, what, hopefully this, this concludes the, uh, you know, the five-day period that, that you have to go through uh, as far as bringing players in. Have you made the move? Because you have to make a roster move to get him on, right? Correct. Y'all done that yet? Not yet. You guys will be the first to know. <laughs> Things take a little slower these days, as you, as we know, with the process, you know, just with the protocol. We talked a little bit about him the other day, but with Donovan Wilson, what did you learn about him throughout last season, and how did he carry that over into the offseason? You know, I think Donovan's a great example of, um, you know, of a player and a coach. You just have to you have the opportunity to work together. Uh, so, uh, obviously, a young player that did some good things. But when, when he was given his chance uh, as a starter, he was super productive. Frankly, he was probably our most productive defensive perimeter player, especially attacking the football. Uh, his his instincts and his his, his awareness and his you know, his ability to go separate the ball carrier or the receiver from the ball is unique. So. Um, and he obviously did it. He, you know, he played the same way in college. I, I recall, you know, he was that way at A&M. But, um, you know, he's, a, he's definitely someone I can reckon with. I mean, he's a really good pressure player, and, and we probably need to give him more opportunities to do that. So, you know, it's, these are some of the things we're working on. But uh, I thought he was definitely one of the, one of the players that, did, you know, really jumped out as, as, as the season went on and the opportunities that he was given. That is instinctive and also film work, study, and that kind of thing I mean, it's always a combination of both, but I mean, he's, you know, he, like I said, he played, he, you know, he played that way in, in college. He, you know, I do recall him being someone that, you know, generated takeaways and, you know, and, and definitely he was, he was our best player in that area last year. Is Zach practicing today? Uh, yes, I think Zach will be out there. Yep. Interested in Hooker, is, is, is that just an opportunity to add another player or did you need something with, with the state? I think it's clearly an opportunity to, to add another excellent player. I mean, this is something that we visited, visited on back in, um, I don't recall his visit, maybe it was March, you know, that we had a chance to bring him in. And um, he's, you know, he's completed his rehab. And I, I think like any time you have a chance to, you know, just continue to build the, the competition on your roster, you, you, you know, if, you, if it works out for both sides, you definitely take advantage of that. Define roles at your safety. Is, is, is Donovan more of a free and, and Hooker and, and Kazi more strong? I mean, is Donovan more strong and Hooker and Kazi more free? Or how does that? How do you- I really, I mean, really, just Dan, talking with Dan this morning. I think this is really what you know training camp's about. You know, working through that, working through the different calls. You know, you know we hit, we had the opportunity to practice three times, had an off day. So you know, one of the things the defenses, the defensive staff went through, just going through each call because. You know, just the way our defensive roster has lined up right now, we're, we're going to have to really be on top of packages for players and matchups, and conceptually make sure that uh, you know, hopefully it fits you know fits the players' you know, skill set the best we possibly can. Having Zach Martin's All-Pro talent back is one thing, but can you talk about having his mentality back in the huddle, even here in training camp, and what it means? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, this is where. You know those the continuity, the cohesiveness, the bonds are are built. Um, you know, especially in that offensive line room, especially in the defensive line room. I mean, these, you know, that's where it starts. And uh, you know, I think you'll see. Uh, I'm anticipating seeing really good energy today uh, because the pads are coming. You know, we all have time clocks in this in this training camp environment, and you know, it's it's time to to get going. Uh, you know, we've we've had you know three 
install practices where we've been able to do a lot of teaching, uh, get a lot of drill work done, really focusing on the football as much as we possibly can. The game management, you know, we, we've done more of that uh, for the first three times, first three practices than, than the norm. But, you know, we're, we're really starting to get into some, some more football situations. And I think especially with the pads coming on tomorrow, I, I think the heightened uh, importance of the O-line and D-line play is, is, is definitely uh, shows up when you do put those pads on. And, and Zach is obviously a key, the personality you're looking for in there. Having the different packages, I mean, um, rather having the guy out there, leaving him out there, you, you talked about doing that at linebacker with, with different roles for guys and certainly at safety and even on the defense line. Is that more about the, the, the talent uh, you have or, or certain guys not lacking one thing and it's stronger for others or just, just the way football is now? Well, I think it's a combination of both. You, you don't want to ever sit up here and say, hey, you're preparing for a bunch of injuries that come on, you know, because injuries are part of the game. And the fact of the matter is the concepts need to run through your defensive schemes. Uh, but matchups are, are prevalent, especially when you get into big-time games. I mean, you play the big-time offenses, and, and we have a number on our, on our schedule. Uh, you, you know, the, the, the matchups will be critical in the game planning process. So, you know, we, we don't wait to the regular season to get into that. That's a, that's a big part of, to me, is why the off-season program is so important uh, to, to get out here, especially in year one with your defense, the, 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 the movement, the identification, the, the communication, the, the stress points that every defensive coverage has, no different than the stress points that every offensive protection has. I mean, this is why we do these things. And, and it's and tra- I always love training camp because, you know, both sides are in an install phase and, Sometimes you can't avoid it that the offense has a better, you know, much better play call than the defensive scheme, and vice versa. And those are the stress points and the you know situations that you can't create enough of those for your players because you know they have to react in, in, accordingly and make sure we stay in a favorable play when that ball is snapped. When the offseason first started, Layton was really adamant about attacking the offseason physically, mentally. He wanted to make real strides. Several months now later, what have you seen from him? I think Layton's clearly hit the target in, in that area. I mean, he's he's definitely, and we had a number of them. Uh, he was, you know, one of the players that was here the whole off season. Uh, he did a great job in the weight room. I, I think his his body and his movement reflects that. Uh, the understanding of a new staff, and you know, because anytime you have changes, you have language changes, and language is always the the biggest challenge I, I've always felt in football uh, because. You know, what, 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 what was this was that, and, and, and we, you know, whether you call it the same or slightly the same, uh, it's, it's, it's usually different. That's, what I mean, that's, that's part of the norm in this league. So being here and getting the communication down, because obviously, you know, as a, as a decision maker in the defense, you know, his communication is a primary responsibility for Leighton. You talked uh, the other day about injury prone or bad luck. Where would you put what, what's happened with him? Is it injury prone or is it bad luck? Oh, I think Leighton's is bad luck. I mean, I just I think when you look at the you, you look at the plays, and I, I know when I came in here last year, just watching you know the injury against Philadelphia, I, you know, I think it was just you know a player getting caught in a bad position. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think that uh, you know I, I think his situation is more bad more bad luck. In the field conditions here, it's hard to not notice the amount of slipping that's going on with players through the first three practices. I mean, I, I think it's like anything. We're, we're new to this playing field. I, I don't think it'd be any different if we went. You know, down the road, 50 miles on a different field. So uh, I, I think it's just the getting used to. You know, the marine labor, blo- you know, uh, burns off. Uh, I think the one you know, we really had, only had one day where it, 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 it you know hung a little longer than normal. Uh, I've been walking out in here in the morning just to just to see the process uh, because 
if I had, you know, I would be practicing at 8 o'clock if it was up to me. But I, I know you have the marine layer, and, and, and you guys don't get up before 8. So, I mean, I, you know, I'm a flexible kind of guy. Don't forget that when, you know, things don't go so well. But it, uh, it's, yeah, but, I, I you know, I'm, I'm happy with the field. What stood out to you about Kyron Brown and why did y'all want to bring him in? I'm sorry? What stood out about Kyron Brown and why did you want to bring him in? Well, I just think, you know, the first thing is, you know, our numbers are not exactly there. And, and you know, in you're always looking. Uh, you know, he had, a, he had a very good workout. I, I know our personnel staff you know, felt really good about him, so I, I think he gives us another young man to compete. You do the seven-on-seven, well, I don't know if it's seven-on-seven seven or five-on-four, whatever you guys call it, but the scramble part of it? Seven-on-seven, yeah. 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 When did you start incorporating the scramble aspect to it, and why is that important? Well, the scramble aspect's always been part of my practice structure. Uh, you know, I think it's like anything. You know, most things I do come from the – the view of the quarterback, uh, but it's something that both sides need. You know, and, and our defense needs the scramble component as much as the offense. So that, that's we've done scramble drills on air just with the offense. We have uh, always done scramble drills uh, that convert in team practices. I, I think it's important. You know, you're in a team period. You have 22 guys working. You know, if a defensive lineman beats a offensive lineman, you know, it's a registered sack. But the whole play, you know, shutting the whole play down, you're just you're missing a great opportunity. To convert into scramble drill because you know the the rush plan you know the rushers have to transition rush the offense have to react they have to extend 2.3 is the normal you know uh, the normal starting point of a play where things are all fitted but big plays happen above 2.3 seconds in a play so uh, and it happens so much more than you think it does in the old days I used to chart them it was four plays a game now it's up to about eight plays a game when the quarterback slides his feet in and out of the pocket comes out of the pocket so it's just once again, train the way you play. Uh, it, it was an area that I would not say we graded out very well in last year. You know, on both sides, both uh, scramble phase, uh, offensively and defensively, and and it's a reflection that we're you know we're working on it more this year than probably I have in, in quite you know some years. So, but it's always been part of how I viewed the game of football, particularly from the quarterback position and and stressing the defense side. We're just we're practicing a little more. Is it a way to? To script the unscripted in, in, in some respect where guys know like there are rules and what they're doing I guess it's not just freelancing and running around well I think the parallel the comparable would be to the fast lane or excuse me a fast break in basketball I mean you know if you all look like hoopers here so you all know what I'm talking about it's you know f- you know fast break you know there are there are principles to the lane and you know the spacing and what you're trying to accomplish uh, it's it's the exact same theory for the offense because at the end of the day you're trying to create a triangle for the quarterback, you got to create separation on the move. You know, you're coming from different starting points in it. Scramble. You know, the defense has to recognize it. Uh, you know, the ability to plaster. You know, there's always a home run opportunity usually in a scramble drill. So, it's 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 the fact that you you know if you just sit down and look at all the touchdowns each and every year, scramble plays are a big part of touchdown production, especially in the red zone. On Sunday with Zach not practicing and Connor getting some breathers on the first team to the center work. You're able to evaluate both Connor and Brandon working with the first team at guard. How do you feel both of those players showed with those opportunities? I think they definitely, you know, have taken this step. You know, I think it's like anything. Uh, when when we get into the padded stuff and things heated up, we get into more of the, you know, the fast break, or excuse me, the faster tempos at the line of scrimmage. You know, so we want to stress that that process, the cadence process, process out as much as possible, even for obviously our whole team O and D. Uh, but that's that's the real test that those guys have to get you know, start you know getting more reps in, in, in that area. 
those lines in general over the course of your experience? How have you found that you know, there's player evaluation over the course of OTAs and mini camp and then these first period of training camp when there's no pads? Like how much can a player evaluation change or someone that you think might be a certain level of player can change one way or the other when pads come on? Does that really sway? I mean, it always has, you know, and it always will. I mean, there's just, you know, certain guys look better in pads and, you know, than, than they do without pads. I mean, that's just, that's the fact, you know, that's, that's why they're all different. I mean, they all have a certain level of gross motor skill development and they have a certain level of fine motor skill development. So, and I, I think when you, you know, you have to be defined in, you know, practicing in those, in those climates and, and just be in tune with what you're trying to get out of it. I, you know, I, I think, you know, some of these roles um, that that have been put in place, you know, through the CBA, I, I think they're very healthy. You know, I, I think that, you know, I think you could, you know, as a coach, you, there's some things you like to adjust, but they do give you a teaching progression, you know, and, and, and I think like anything that you're trying to do, whether you're teaching footwork, you know, the, uh, development, or if you're, you know, more spacing and open field movement drills development, I, to, to be able to do that in an OTA and then bring it to a you know heightened you know environment that we're in with iPads, and then go into pads. That's a very good progression to teach off of. Make the evaluation process a little harder because you don't get to pads until basically the eighth day. I don't think so. It's systematic. I think anytime you're you're in a systematic progression of teaching, it gives you the ability to be consistent in your evaluation. So no, I don't think it makes it harder. Anybody being held out today, Mike? Not that I'm aware of, unless something changes from this morning. Yeah. You've Mike, considering your, your history and your background, what's it mean, do you think, to see Aaron Rodgers back in Green Bay, whether it's just for this year or a couple more years or whatever it is? I, I think it's great. I think it's, uh, I think it's great for him. I think it's great for the club. Um, you know, I, I'm, very, I'm very hopeful Aaron gets to finish, you know, finish his time up there. I mean, he's, he's done so many great things in his time up there. So I, I was glad to see, you know, I, I don't know exactly what, what's going on, but I was glad to see that, that it's working out. You've talked about the improvement of linebacker and the expectations there. How much does the improvement of defensive tackle and what you need there relate to that? I mean, I think it's like anything. You know, having your players uh, in, in front of you in, in any run defense is going to make your job, you know, you know that much easier. So I, I think just the you know the, the size and the, and the length, uh, particularly inside. You know, I'm. I'm I'm excited to, to see the impact that, that that'll make in our in our run defense. Um, so, I th- you know, I'm looking definitely looking for more production out of the linebacker group uh, because not only you know who's playing in front of us, but how we're playing. You feel like you've made that improvement at tackle with the players you have in underwear. We've kicked it out of the park. Yes, we have. So. <laughs> what do you like about Watkins? Sorry, David. What do you like about Watkins, particular about what he's done? I tell you what, he's. Uh, you know his his video in Houston. Obviously, we we were excited about it, but uh, really like the man. I like I like what he brings to the to the to the working place and the classroom. But I, I tell you what, he he moves better than I expected. So I mean, he has you know position flexibility. You know, I think he can bounce all the way out to a five technique. So I mean, I I think that says a lot a lot about him, and it gives us the flexibility, particularly as, as we're talking about getting in and out of these base and sub packages. Talking earlier about how the, the scrambles have gone up from like four to eight from, from what you charted. Do you think it's just a natural evolution with sophistications of defenses that there will be more unscripted offense going forward? There will be, or, or will will the need to call the play and have more structure always be there and override that? I mean, I, I think it's you know, 
unscripted. I mean, give the coaches a little credit. I mean, they are they are working on it. But no, I, I think that's just the. I think it's a reflection of the quarterbacks in this league. Number one, I think it's a combination of things. I think that the athletic quarterback uh, is the primary. Is, is the primary. Uh, you know, as far as far as how guys are playing, uh, quarterbacks' ability to move in and out of the pocket. You're just seeing more. You know, more more players that have that that ability. Um, and I'm not probably saying that the right way. You're just seeing more of it. Um, I, I think the rules changes definitely, you know, are part of it, uh, you know, because this, this game, the, the spacing plays have, have definitely gone up, and I think that's, that's just part of today's NFL as opposed to 10, 15 years ago. Do you warn the rookies about what tomorrow's going to be like when the Pats come on? Do they have any idea what's, what's, how this changes? No, I mean, we, you know, we'll have a team meeting today, so, you know, we'll, we'll definitely talk about our first padded practice. You know, I, I, you know, I think it's important to go through, you know, what I, I call it practice et- ethics, you know, Excuse me. Practice etiquette and the ethics of what go on, you know, in, in a padded practice. Because, you know, at the end of the day, the extracurricular activity was, you know, it was kind of cool in the '90s, but I'm I'm not cool anymore. So I, it's just it's a waste of time, and it's, you know, and everything we do, we're on such a clock. It's you know, our regimentation has actually been very good. I've been pleased with that. You know, the new CBA, the 11-hour work rule and the 12-hour work rule, you know, plays into that. So yeah, I mean, it's we want to get our work done. Uh, we want it done the right way, but. Yeah, I, I, I think you know some of the things that went on in the past. I, I'm, you know, I, I don't really have much patience for it. Do you find the guys, or if there are fights, or do you? What do you do to? Make Can't sure give you everything, Todd. I mean, I feel like I'm just pouring my heart out up here. I mean, my goodness, I'll give you the practice script here in a second. <laughs> I think every coach in, in this league wants to be all about football and, and, and we all in every team every organization I mean you're going to have challenges it's just a matter of how many and, and I mean just COVID protocol is, is you know, is we're, in a, we're in a new setup. And so it's, it, there's always going to be things you have to deal with. I, I think it's just, a, you know, it's just a product of our, of our sport. Mike, when you talk about the evolution of scrambling in this league and how much it's gone up, what, what, if at all, do you look for differently in your offensive linemen when you need them to be able to protect for longer? I think that's a great point. I mean, the ability to, to you know, to play beyond the 2.3 seconds, I, I think the, the, you know, pass protection is, you know, their ability there is heightened. Um, you know the athletic ability. They're, they're, they're you know, they're, they're training. The, the championship conditioning is, is, is something that we talk a lot about, and and that's that's why we train that way because uh, you know it's, you, you know you, if you look at it, you know some of the biggest plays in the playoff games are usually at the end of the game, plays are extended, and and, and that's when we got to be at our best. So, uh, but yeah, I think the athletic ability of both lines is a is a big factor in that. Thank you. Okay, thank you.